If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the Gospel of Luke. The Gospel of Luke, uh, chapter 17. I don't feel bad as a sound, honest. I mean, I don't know what. Need a new muffler, drag pipes or something. Luke 17, 1 through 10. Jesus is speaking until we get to about verse 5, so if we listen to what the Lord, our Lord has to say. Then said he unto, his, unto the disciples, It is impossible, but that offenses will come. But woe unto him through whom they come. It were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck, and he can't be cast into the sea. Then than that he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed of food to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him. And if he trespasses against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turn again to thee, saying, I repent thou, shalt thou forgive him. And the apostle said unto the Lord, Lord, increase our faith. And the Lord said, If ye had faith as a grain of a mustard seed, ye might say unto this sycamore tree, Be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. But which of you, having a servant plowing or feeding cattle, will say unto him, By and by, and he has come from the field. Go and sit down to meet, and will not rather say unto him, Make ready wherewith I may sup, and gird thyself, and serve me till I have eaten and drunken, and afterwards thou shalt eat and drink. Doth he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded him? I think not. So likewise ye... When ye shall have done all those things which are commanded you, say, We are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our duty. I wanted to share with you a few requests and we'll pray, all right? Miss Frances Hart, that I made mention of this morning, is in intensive care. I called her as soon as we got in uh, this afternoon. She sounded so good. And I told her, I said, Miss Francis, we called your name and prayed for you this morning. She said, you know, I'm so much better. She said, in fact, I was probably being moved out of intensive care when you all were praying for me. So we praise God for that. We need to, we need to remember Miss Mildred Isbell's in Greenville Hospital. And, of course, Mr. Joe is still there in his rehab place. And, of course, Miss Virginelle and uh, uh, Mr. Buck Hyde. So as we... Uh, remember these in prayer uh, tonight. Um, I want to ask Brother Dean Thrift if you would just take us to the Lord, please. Jesus didn't ask the Lord for much. On another occasion, they said, Lord, teach us to pray. And he did. And here in verse 5, they said, Lord, increase our faith. Increase. If you, I don't know about your Bible, but Mine has the word increase capitalized. They were serious. Lord, increase our faith. They had seen the Lord Jesus' faith, and he kept 
sharing with them about, our, about their faith. And, and it's amazing. The Bible speaks about uh, those with little faith. In fact, the disciples at another point said, Lord, we, we want to be able to heal the sick and cast out the demons. said, what's the problem? He said, oh, ye of little faith. And, and we sometimes, our faith, the way we present it, it's little. And we think, how come I can't be strong in my faith? As another portion of the Word of God talks about having much faith. And another part talks about having sound faith, solid faith. And I think about our church as a whole. Uh, when people call, uh, say, hey, put me on your prayer list. Why? Because they know we are a praying church and that our faith is sound uh, in the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, the disciples recognized their need for additional faith. They had seen the Lord work, and they wanted their faith to be increased. Um, as I said there in verse 5, I, I, in fact, I underlined that, and when I was uh, working on this sermon, I thought, well, hey, that's a good title right there. And that's what the title is, Lord, Increase Our Faith. Um, why? Well, first of all, because a Christian life is not easy. That's not one of the points, okay? The uh, Christian life is not easy. If you, listen, if you expose yourself to the world that you are saved, you mark it down, the devil is going to kick you harder. It is tough to live the Christian life every day because, you see, the devil has, he has his angels strategically located, it just so happens to be where I am. And when I'm being walked on and talked about and, and spit on and cursed at and what, hey, the devil has placed that person there. person said, I don't know that I can take much more of this. What do you think is going on? I said, what I think is that person is your sandpaper. I have some rough edges that might need to be buffed off. And so they come along and do a little sanding. You see, God knows all this. And so many times in the scripture you see where, well, like old Pharaoh, hey, he wasn't on God's side. He was on the devil's side. And the, and the things that he did, he didn't realize that all he was doing was advancing the kingdom of God. I mean, when, when the disciples came and, and, and people in an uproar, it talks about, the scriptures talk about them being scattered, okay? In other words, they weren't doing a whole lot of good bunched up. But when they got scattered, hey, every direction, they were sharing the gospel. And, and he, they're simply saying, your Lord, increase our faith. So the Christian life is not easy. The second thing there is we need much faith so we can achieve the goal that God's placed before us. Uh, many of you deal with children. You teach, you do something in public schools, and having um, or being married to a school teacher, Lynn, had the opportunity to move up the ladder, okay? She chose not to. She prayed over it. chose not to because she simply said, my calling is in the classroom. Kids. Being where God wants you to be. Doing what God wants you to do. 
Jesus emphasizes four things which can cause our faith to increase. And they're simple, they're short, so you take note of them, all right? Lord, increase our faith there in verse 5. Well, how are we going to do it? First of all, is to do our best to live without tempting. Okay, to live without tempting. Verses 1 and 2, he said to the disciples, it is impossible, listen to what he says, but that offenses will come. People are going to come against you, but woe unto him through whom they come. Sometimes we ask for them, sometimes we don't. He said it'd be better if that person, uh, you know, instead of offending somebody, it'd be better if that person had a millstone. Some folk don't have a clue what a millstone is. You know, um, there's still some around. There's still some in use. And I've seen millstones sitting at driveway entrances. I've seen them at uh, antique malls. Big millstones that, that ground the, the wheat and the corn to, to make it into cornmeal and, and to make it into flour. Well, hey, what are you saying? That thing's heavy, bud. You tie it around your neck, you're going to be thrown. You're going to drown. It'd be better for that person, to, instead of offending one of these, to have a millstone tied around his neck and to be cast into the sea. And naturally, uh, they were going to drown. You see, we as Christians, we consider uh, the impact, um, you know, our conduct. What do we do with our conduct? Hey, I don't know about today. I don't have a clue about schools, but I do know one thing. I can show you a lot of my report cards, and right down at the bottom it said, conduct. I always dreaded to look at that. I really dreaded for my mom and daddy to see that because they gave you a grade, you know, conduct. F, conduct. C minus. What in the world is a C minus? Why can't you just let it be a C? Oh, it's a minus. Hey, that's getting close to a D. I mean, what are you doing? Nothing. Conduct. Years ago, Brody was just a little guy. Josh sometime at night would call me. I'd say, what's up, son? He said, you need to talk to your grandson. I said, okay, put him on the line. Brody would say, hello. I said, hello, Brody, what's up? Uh, nothing. I said, what are you doing? Nothing. I said, what your daddy call me for? I don't know. I said, you do know too. I said, you need to be minding your daddy. And Josh get back. I said, you do to him what I did to you. I'll try. Hey, conduct. People are watching their conduct. And they hear these disciples saying, hey, increase my faith. We'll get your conduct right so your faith can show. You know, how much, how much do we want out of this? What do we expect to get out of this? Sometimes we fear that our, our conduct is going to affect our grade. Well, listen, I'm not keeping the score. God's keeping the score. He's keeping up with the conduct of, of his children. Um, Romans uh, 14, 21 says, It's good uh, neither to eat flesh nor to drink wine nor anything whereby that thy brethren stumbleth or is offended or is made weak. I've heard people say this many times. Hey, it's my business what I'm doing. I ain't hurt nobody but me. And they're wrong. They're dead wrong. If they're a Christian, first of all, they're hurting the Christian cause. And more than likely, they're hurting their family. And they're hurting their friends. And hey, they hurt the church. 
People say, well, I don't believe I'd be missed if I stay out. They can go on without me. Yes, we can go on without you, but we can't accomplish as much as we could if you were here. If you were here. Oh, hey, I hope that you went back today and looked at the children's wing at the work that's been done. I'm, I'm satisfied not all of you did, but hey, tonight all you can go right through here and walk down through there and keep right on going on right on outdoors uh, just to see what's going on. It's not finished. Uh, you know, we're working on it, and we'll, we'll get it together. And uh, I've spoken to Sandra about it. I hope that when it all gets done, we don't want to inf- offend anybody. We want people to feel welcome that we maybe have uh, a little newspaper article and have it on the sign out there, open house for our children's wing. Let the public come and see, hey, here's what we got for our children. We have something to offer your children because if, if we can get the children interested, then the parents are going to have to come and bring them, and hopefully they're going to stay. And if they're going to stay, then they're going to be willing to come and help and do something. So, Lord, increase our faith. Help us not to be a stumbling block. I don't ever forget many years ago, a little store down there in Crossroads, and, and I went in to uh, pay for my gas, and and the, the clerk, I don't know whether it was a boy or a girl, this makes no difference, but I went to pay for my gas, and there was people standing in line, and I went to pay for my gas. She said, you know, she said, things sure do change when you drive up around here. She said, these people come in here uh, to buy their beer, they'll say, put that in a sack, would you? <laughs> Put that in the sack. I ain't keeping the record. But people do. Hey, that could cause somebody to stumble. I told you this before. It's been a long time ago. One of my classmates at Fruitland gave up, stood and gave a testimony that how he used to drink a lot. And he'd come home at night. And the last thing he said I'd do before I go to bed, he said I'd have my beer. And he said, then I'd set the can down. And then he said, I'd go on to bed. He said, I didn't know that my little son was coming behind me at night and getting the last few drops out. He became an alcoholic. Why? Because of the daddy's conduct. Conduct. He said, well, I'm bothering nobody but me. Oh, you're influencing somebody. We need to be careful. You see, it would have been better probably for that daddy to be had a millstone hung around his head and cast into the sea and to cause his son to stumble and be what he is. But hey, all that is, uh, you can be forgiven. So, live without tempting. Secondly, Lord, increase our faith. Forgive without limits. I've forgiven him for the last time. I'm not going to forgive him anymore. Look, look what he says there, verses 3 and 4. Take heed to yourselves. He didn't say to them. Notice what he says. Yourselves. That's me, okay? If thy brother, in other words, he ain't talking about blood kin here. He's talking about Christian brothers. Well, I think this way. If, if your brother or your sister in the Lord trespass against you, does something to hurt you, harm you, to take from you, to abuse you, rebuke him, rebuke her. Hey, what'd you do that for? And if they say they repent 
and ask for forgiveness. If he trespasses against thee seven times a day, can you mention that? Seven times a day. He says, and seven times a day turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive them. That's tough. That's hard. Well, when we think about forgive without limits, Jesus gave two situations here. If your brother sins, don't turn around and sin against him. Forgive him. I've had people come and say, oh, I'm so sorry. I say, don't worry about it. You're already forgiven. And on the other hand, I've had to go. Say, I'm sorry. They say, it's okay. Don't worry about it. It's all right. Well, listen, retaliation, gossip, alienation, listen, are no less sinful than what has happened to you. Yeah, I want to tell you what they've done to me. I've been guilty of that. It offends those who are listening. People listen. And it affects how they respond to God. Now, Matthew, uh, Matthew and Mark make mention. In fact, Matthew uh, 18, Peter came to Jesus and said, Lord, I've thought about what you said seven times in a day. And Lord, that's asking a lot. But, you know, in the other gospel, it said 70 times 7. Now, in the math I took in school, that's 490 times. You know why I believe he said that? You don't want us keeping up with it. I mean, you're not going to whoop out your little pad and say, okay, that's 98 times I don't forgive you. I want you to know 98 times. I mean, that's a long way from, uh, you know, uh, from 490. I got 400 more times, and after that, that's it. Hey, you're not going to remember it. And what he's saying, I believe what he's saying here is you keep on forgiving. God knows your heart too, by the way. Hey, he knows it. You're serious. Now, we say, hey, I'm sorry. I love you. Okay? That's love. I'm sorry. I love you. Okay? Okay, what's going to back that up? Our faith doing something to prove to them, I really, truly am sorry. You know, Lynn and I, we can't be everywhere. Somebody's sick, down, out, funeral, whatever, we can't be everywhere. So, uh, you know, basically it's, it's her, and I like what she does, and, and we, we, we're in it together. Is either fix a meal and take it to them or take them out. Say, hey, we just won't do this because we wasn't able to do something for you when you had your sickness or when you had your surgery or, or when your death occurred. It's okay. Do something to let them know, you know, I'm sorry. That's showing love, okay? But then out of faith, do something to really prove that you are. Lord, increase our faith. We can't expect God to forgive us if we can't forgive others. That's what it says in the book. If you don't forgive your brother and sister... I am not going to forgive you. So it's useless for me to pray and ask God to forgive me if I haven't forgiven my brother and sister in the Lord. A third thing. Dream, dream without measure. Verses 5 and 6. This is what it says. And the apostle said unto the Lord, Lord, increase her faith. And the Lord said, listen to what he said. If ye had faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye might say unto this sycamore tree, 
Be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the seed, and it should obey you. Okay? Dream without faith. Matthew and Mark have this same account of the mustard seed. I understand it's the smallest seed there is. That's what I understand. Now, I've planted turnips. <laughs> That's a tiny little seed. In fact, they tell them, told me the first time I was going to do it, said, now, you, you mix some sand with this. I said, sand? I said, yeah, because you don't want to sow it so thick. You mix sand with your turnip seed, you won't have them so thick. Okay, it works. Mustard seed's smaller than that. What do you say? Just a grain of mustard seed. That's all the faith you need. And we think our faith's got to be big. It don't have to be big. It's to have faith in God. That's a song, is it not? Have faith in God. He's on the throne. Hey, he's still calling the shots. And he's worthy for us to trust him. Uh, the mustard seed. Um, Numbers 13 gives an account of the 12 spies who were sent out to spy into the country, into the land where God was wanting the children of Israel to go. Twelve of them, they come back. Each one begin to give their report. Oh, man, we can't go over there. I mean, first of all, the river so wide and so deep we'd never be able to cross it with drown. And on top of that, they got giants over there. They got people that, hey, they outnumber the grasshoppers. There's no way this little band can go over there and take over the land and live there like you say God says do it. And they all sit and listen one by one. And here comes Caleb and Joshua, my two favorites. Yes, the river is wide. Yes, the river's deep. Yes, there's, there's more in number than we can number. More in the grasshoppers, more in the sand and the sea. Yes, there are giants. But listen here. By God's power, we can take it. Two against ten. And who won out? The two. The two. It's, hey, little is much when God's in it. You can take little and increase your faith. By proving to yourself, God's real. God is alive. Now, you can think what you want to um, about Miss Francis. But when I told her, I said, Miss Francis, I said, this is Kenny Owen, Pastor First Baptist. I said, I'm just calling, checking on you. I said, I want you to know we called your name in the service this morning, prayed for you. She said, oh, she said, I feel so much better. She said, I've done been moved out of the intensive care into a regular room. She said, I bet I'll be being moved when you was praying. Hey, all the way into Tennessee this morning. I mean, that, that's quicker than a satellite. Quicker than a smartphone. I don't even know how to use one. Let me give you the last thing. Lord, increase your faith. And this is what he says. Verses 7 through 10. Serve without praise. Serve without that handshake. Serve without saying thank you so much for what you're doing. Uh, let's, let's read verses 7 through 10 again. Serve without praise. But which of you, having a servant plowing or feeding cattle, will say unto him by and by when he is come from the field, 
Go and sit down to meet. So would you tell him that? Verse 8 says, And will not rather say unto him, Make ready wherewith I, I may sup. Get, you, get yourself ready and come to my table and gird yourself and serve me till I have eaten and drunken and afterwards thou shalt eat and drink. Is that what you should say? Doth he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded him? I think not, he says. But so likewise ye, when ye shall have done all those things which are commanded you. Listen, uh, you see that word, commanded you. Say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done that which was our duty to do. Which was our duty to do. How many of us will pick up trash? not my job. How many of us are going to pick up uh, an embarrassing something another on the floor so a guest won't see that? That's not my job. How many of us will reach into a Sunday school class or, or a room and turn out a light if nobody's in there? It's not my job. Let me tell you something. It's, we're all ministers, okay? Hey, this is God's house. And I have the privilege of coming here. And I have the privilege of encouraging others to come here. And I don't have to be thanked and I don't have to be praised for doing it. You see a piece of paper blowing across the parking lot or a cup that's been tossed over in the shrubbery. Pick it up. Just help keep the place clean. Serve without praise. Okay? Hey, listen. Jesus clearly teaches here that it is utterly impossible for anyone to do enough to earn our way into heaven. Can't do it. Can't earn a way. If it could, it'd be more people working to get there. Can't do it. We don't work so we can go. We work because it's an opportunity to serve the Lord in whatever capacity uh, we do. There are, there are other uh, denominations that believe uh, that some saints have to uh, do good works in order to get in. Well, that's not true either. Hey, we don't work because to go to heaven. We work because we are saved. We want to we give back to God which he has given us. He's given us a gift of salvation. You can't put a price on it. I said, how did the Bible school go? I said, well, we didn't have but one to get saved. My goodness, one. That's wonderful. The Bible says the angels in heaven rejoice over one sinner that repenteth and accepts Christ. One. Um, people can borrow and borrow and borrow. And they can bring back and bring back and bring back. They can mistreat us. We need to be ready to say, it's okay. I've forgiven you. How many times I can't keep doing this? Just keep on doing it. You don't have to tell people about it. You don't have to say, oh, I've done such and such things for them, that. You know, I'm tired of doing for them. Well, you know, there comes a point, really. They need to start doing for themselves. And we need to see some results, okay? Um, but I can turn that around. You know, some people are doing all they can do 
and they can't do any more, and they're stressed out, and we need to help them. In Africa, out in the bush, no water, no power. They have to haul the water in. Not even a power line out there. Some of the people were blessed enough to have a little generator. But then they weren't blessed enough to have money to buy the gas to go in the generator. And I asked the guy that was my guide, uh, my uh, interpreter, uh, every, in, in the daytime, we were riding out in the bush, I said, Uncle, I said, is there any hope for these people out here? I said, they're still building dirt huts. He said, no, sir, there's no hope for them. They can't get enough money to do any better. He said, it's survival for them every day. Survival. What am I going to eat? I told you this, I'll tell you again. I think of it often. They look for three things, and they all started with a W. They look for wood, they look for water, they look for work. Lord, increase our faith. We have everything. We've been blessed more than we'll ever know. We need to give back so others can see our faith in action. If we go and apologize, hey, that's out of love, but let them see our faith by doing something for them. So just turn them loose and let them go. Lord, increase our faith. Father, thank you. Thank you for those who've come tonight. And Lord, we understand and we realize and know what we're supposed to do. Uh, we have your, your work manual. We have your workbook, and, and, and you've told us what to do. Lord, just help us to be about your business. Every, every day is an opportunity to serve you in some way. Lord, help us just to pass it on. I mean, sometimes people give us money and say, hey, we don't need that. We'll pass it on. Give it away to somebody who's less fortunate. Help somebody. Lord, help us to be aware of those around us, the needs that they might have. And God, help us. Increase our faith in Jesus' name. Amen.